finishing up a sermon series on faith and practice. And I'm convinced that we get the Christian faith wrong. We see it primarily as a system of beliefs, but I don't think that's true. I think the Christian faith is primarily about belonging, belonging to Jesus and belonging to each other, and, and the thrust of it, how we anchor our belonging in Christ to each other, is through behavior, is through practices. We do stuff. That's what it primarily means to be a Christian. Not believing stuff, but doing stuff. And I, I'm, I worry that we have a lot of Christians that say they believe the right things, but they don't do the things they're supposed to do. And of course, we think, ah, we should not have affairs, right? We should not kill anybody. There's like some core things we can all say, yeah, I follow those behaviors. But, but the two big ones in the Bible are the, the reading of Scripture and prayer. And I spent the last two weeks really trying to develop in you this idea that you ought to be opening your Bible. I know it's tough, but if you start to get a little bit where you're supposed to be in the book and how to do that, hopefully you can, it gets easier. Okay, it gets easier. It's more exciting. It's smoother. Today I want to end this series talking about prayer. Prayer. Um, most Christians don't pray very much. If we pray, we pray before meals, which by the way, isn't actually that biblical to think. Okay, let's say that first of all. Okay, in the Bible, you're supposed to wash your hands and pray if you're Jewish before. Uh, but it's not a real big thing in the Bible, this idea of blessing food. Furthermore, our blessing of food is kind of funny, isn't it? How many of you have prayed this prayer? Lord, nourish this food to our bodies. And God's up there like, it's Cheetos and ice cream. You're asking for a miracle, right? Like, we just do it, because that's what you're supposed to say before a meal. That's not prayer. That's, that's just routine. And I feel like we've done this actually with the Lord's Prayer as well. Nolan just read it for us. His disciples see Jesus praying and they say, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus gives us a prayer. And we have treated that in, in all of our lives as if it's a prayer you're supposed to pray on Sunday mornings, right? So every Sunday we say, Our Father, Lord, and heaven, hallowed be thy name. But did you notice, first of all, that when Jesus gives it, he doesn't even give an ending. This whole thing at the end, for thy is the kingdom, power, and glory forever, amen, is not there. Do you know why? Because the church did that later. They started wanting to pray this thing, and they said, hey, this thing needs an end. So they wrote an end for it, and we still do the end to this day. But I don't think, I, I love the Lord's Prayer. I love that we say it. I've been around members of this church that are older, that are in um, nursing homes, that can't really speak, but they can say the Lord's Prayer. Like that repetition is so important. But I actually think that Jesus was not giving us a prayer we're supposed to pray every week, but Jesus was giving us an outline and teaching his disciples how to pray. So today I want to just run through this prayer and I want to teach you how to pray the way Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. It starts out with, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, let's notice a couple things about that. First of all, it starts with our. Isn't that interesting? We automatically assume that prayer is something personal. In fact, we think of our Christian faith as personal. But the Jewish understanding is that faith is given to a community. So it prays our, and then it says Father. Now, I'm sorry if you did not have a good relationship with your father, or you didn't know your father, Sometimes for people, this father language is difficult. 
But if that's you, I think God is the Father you never had or you wish you had. God is a great, great Father. And I think in some ways God is Mother too, but the, the language here is Father. And so Father involves this closeness. When Jesus prays, He prays Abba, which isn't Father. It really should be translated Daddy. Daddy, there's a closeness and a familiarity. But at the same time that God, Daddy, is close, which are in heaven, there's this sense that God is both close and far away. How it means to be, to be holy, or to be made holy, or to be made renowned. And the idea of a name is that a name was your essence. It's your character or your reputation. Did your parents ever tell you to behave because they didn't want you to give the family a bad name? You've heard that phrase before? Your name was your reputation, your renown, right? So the, the prayer starts out with what, what is really praise. Begins with praise. Start with God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed praise your name. You start with God, and part of that is gratitude, I think. Lord, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done for me. Most of our prayers start with us. Okay, right? All right, God, I need this, I need this, you got to do this, and you're way late on this. Jesus says, start your prayer with God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Kingdom is a word we, have str- we struggle with because we don't have kingdoms anymore. So maybe you should replace that with the rule of God, the governance of God, the administration of God. When we say your kingdom come, we mean God starts to rule this world. And don't we all know that there is something seriously wrong with our world? Lord, rule this world because the ones doing it don't seem to be getting it. Lord, the world doesn't work right. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Your purpose, your plan. Everybody listen. That is probably the most dangerous phrase you have ever said in your life. And we say it every Sunday flippantly and we don't even think about it. Your will be done because what does that mean? And not my will. And not my will be done. Your will be done. That is a scary prayer. That is a scary prayer to take seriously. Okay? And if you're not going to take it seriously, I suggest you keep quiet during the Lord's prayer for that part. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This part of prayer is really about purpose. Can you tell what my wife wrote and what I wrote? Can you see that? Purpose. The second part of prayer is about purpose. That your purpose in this world is not about you. It is about God's will. It is about God's kingdom. See, prayer teaches us that. Prayer teaches us what our life is ultimately about, and it's not us. And if you only pray at grace time, and you only pray about your stuff, you miss out on the real point of prayer. But once you pray to God's stuff, you praise God, you give God uh, praise, and you pray for His purposes, now we begin to pray for us. Give us this day our daily bread. Do you know, you don't appreciate daily bread, and I don't appreciate daily bread, because we have these things called refrigerators, and we have a cupboard, and we have a freezer, and we have a grocery store. So even when the cupboard's bare, I could go get more food. But in most of history, you live day-to-day on your food. You live day-to-day. You had to make bread every day to make sure you ate something. And then you hoped, if you lived near the sea, that somebody caught some fish. 
You hope your grain came in all right. You hope that you hunted and, and, and actually found an animal because if you didn't, you might not be eating dinner tonight. So when Jesus says daily bread, it's a prayer of provision. All right over here. Provision. Lord, provide for me. And, and this daily bread gives us two permissions, right? Or two things we need to think about. First of all, if we're praying to God for our daily food, Lord, help me have food today. That means there is nothing too little in your life that you can't pray for. Okay, it's all on the table. Just pray for whatever you want. Because there's never something that God's like, that's too little for me. Jesus models that. Pray for the food of the day. But you know what that also means? That you don't pray for like everything. Okay? You don't pray for the cake of the day. Lord, give us this day our daily banquet with dessert and an appetizer. Lord, I really want a BMW. Give me a BMW. That's not really the prayer that Jesus is modeling here for provision. Now, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Sometimes this word gets changed. Have you noticed that when you're out? Sometimes you say trespasses. Sometimes people say sinners. Debt just involves owing someone. Trespass means to break a rule. And then sinners means, sin means to miss the mark. So they're, they're all sort of saying the same thing. This, this is a part of the prayer about personal relationship. Okay, personal relationship. First of all, God forgive us. But also that we would forgive other people. Now the language here is a little tricky. This is another really scary part of this prayer. Because you know what it says? Father, forgive us as we forgive other people. Okay, Lord, may your forgiveness be like our forgiveness of other people. Let me ask you, how's your forgiveness of other people doing? Okay, because the tricky part of the scripture is that, that, that it seems to imply that some of how God forgives relates to how you forgive. That because you were forgiven, you ought to forgive other people. This is the personal relationship both with God and with others. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now listen, God doesn't tempt us. Probably a better word here would be trials. Trials. And, and it doesn't mean that God never puts us through trials either. How many of you in your life have been through some trials? Right? But what it says is, what we're saying is, God, don't let me be crushed by this stuff. Or whatever, I, whatever I'm going to go through, walk with me, take care of me in the middle of it. Okay? Be with me. And deliver us from evil. How many of you have sensed evil? People that are out to get you. Things that are really out to destroy you. Things that crush. Lord, deliver us from that evil. This is the prayer of protection. Protection. And I think... Looking at the prayers of Jesus and John, for example, he prays this also about other people. This is where you pray, Lord, and I pray for my grandson. And I pray for my daughter. And I pray for this neighbor that's going through this. Prayer of protection. Don't let us be overwhelmed. Don't let us be crushed. And don't let evil get the upper hand. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. This is, again, praise. The prayer begins and with the ending ends with praise. We start and we end 
on God. We move through our needs and struggles and return back to Him again in praise. Now, it doesn't mean every time you pray, you pray this whole thing, but I tell you what, it's not bad. Write this down on a piece of paper. Write those key words right there that all kind of outline it and just start walking down and pray them. Lord, I thank you. And expand the praise to thank God for the things particular to your life. Walk through and talk about God's will. Talk about those places where you haven't followed God's will. Your prayer gets easier as you practice it. Prayer gets easier as you practice it. I think this outline is a good way to help you practice it. So get started. Let me also say four last thoughts on prayer, and these will be real quick. First of all, the, the text that Nolan read, Jesus encourages people, would you give your child something bad if they ask for something good? And you're not the best of fathers. You're not the best of parents. You're not the best of mothers. But God really is. So do you think if you ask for something, God's going to give you a scorpion? No. Approach God as a loving father. Get in the right mindset. And I think praying properly helps you do that. Number two, I think there are three different kinds of prayer that Jesus is talking about here. Asking prayer, seeking prayer, and knocking prayer. Asking prayer are those quick prayers that just ask. Lord, help me with this meeting. Lord, help me with this conversation. Lord, it's the end of the month, and it's past the end of the money. Help us now. Okay, those are asking prayers. Seeking our long-term prayers. We got to seek God's will. We are not sure what's going on. You got to just keep seeking, keep trying to find in the middle of it. And not be prayers of those things where you're up against the wall. You're up against a closed door. And I, and I imagine knocking just not like tap, tap, tap. But those moments when you're pounding on the door. Lord, I can't, I can't take this. You've got to get me through this. And what Jesus says is that if you ask, guess what? You get answered. If you seek, you'll find. If you knock, that door will be open. So keep praying. Keep praying. Number three. This is a really important there's room for a lot of different tones in prayer. There are a number of psalms that are psalms of lament. And you know what they, how they go? Lord, where were you? Lord, where were you? I don't understand people that only pray nice things to God. If you're mad at God, tell God. I think He's big enough to handle it. Okay? You don't have to have these neat, nice, tight prayers. Just pray. I've sworn at God. I have used curse words in my prayer before because they were the words that best express what I felt in that moment. And I don't think God was offended by that, by the way. I think God's seen plenty of other stuff worse than my curse words. I don't think God was blushing. I think God wants our honesty. And it's actually an act of faith that I believe He can handle my questions, my doubts, and my fears. So pray. Pray when you're excited. Pray when you're sad. Pray when you don't feel like praying. Pray. And finally, I, I really think part of prayer, and Jesus modeled this going to gardens and deserts all the time, going to the mountains, part of prayer is also letting God speak. Part of prayer is being silent. So try it. Start slow, not just at meals, but try a little bit longer prayer time. Make this outline and go through it. And see how God might expand your prayer life. Let's pray. Lord, we ask that you would teach us to pray. 
Teach us to pray. Teach us to speak your will and follow that your kingdom and your will would be what we are all about. In Jesus' name, amen.